0: It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. We're running a little late this morning, but that's what happens when the morning show that nobody's talking about has no wheels whatsoever. My name is Dave Hollis. Who are you? What's your name? Noah. You're Noah Hollis, and you are joining us from the illustrious studios of the Start Today Morning Show, The Extravaganza. Yeah. Whoa, are you getting aggressive this early? Yeah. Why are you getting aggressive? Okay. Yeah. Because you are aggressive? No. No. It's, the back. Um, it's Thursday. <gasps> it's a blue it. You can see it, huh? Oh, there you are. There you are. Uh, Welcome. They're not bubbles, they're hearts. They might be bubbles. Okay, they might be bubbles. Who knows? They're either bubbles or hearts. Uh, If you are just joining us and you say, Dave, what is actually happening here? Your guess is literally as good as mine. Literally? Can you say literally? Literally. Exactly. Literally. As good as mine. This is Noah Hollis. Noah Hollis is my daughter. She is, she's aggressive. Are you aggressive? Yep, yep you sure are. Uh, do you want to do our morning affirmation to start our day? Yep. I am, I am smart. And I am strong. Show me your strong. Show me yours. Yes, I am strong. I am brave I am anything I can do anything and and I love myself, and I, love myself. I, am smart. I am smart I am brave I am brave I am strong I am strong I can do anything, anything. and and I love myself. One more time for the people in the back. I am smart. I am strong. I am brave. I can do anything. I gotta go get my baby. And I love myself. And you gotta go get your baby. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, I my boots. you gotta get your boots too. I'm sorry. Ugh. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Noah Hollis and a morning affirmation you didn't know you needed. Noah, go live your best life. Take Jackson to school, and I will see you as soon as you get back. And go get your baby. Fantastic. Fantastic. Here's the thing. If you are not currently doing an affirmation, um, a, a, like a thing that reminds your small humans, or frankly, reminds yourself. Daddy, daddy. Yes, ma'am. You want to get your booster too? Perfect. Go get your baby. We'll get your booster. The wheels have completely come off of the morning show that literally, literally no one is talking about, but uh, it, is, it is a big booster. Okay, here. Maybe you can carry it like this. Oh, yeah. There you go. Okay. Go take it out to the car and take Jackson to school, but sit in your car seat. That booster is not for you yet. Okay. Uh, Listen, if you do not do an affirmation like the one that we just modeled for you every single day with yourself in the mirror or with your small humans, do it. This kid, this little little kid right here, you're not even a kid, you're a full-grown human being adult in a two-year-old's body. She knows that she is smart, that she is brave, that she is strong, that she can do anything, and that... She loves herself because she says those same words with uh, either myself or with Rachel Hollis every single day. And by the time she is old enough to doubt herself, it will not even occur to her that doubt is a thing that should enter her mind because she has been making a positive affirmation to herself and about herself for so long, it has just become a habit Dang it, us talking about habits on this Start Today Morning Show. Welcome, good morning. Sorry I was late, y'all. I'll tell you what, there are people who are listening right now who know what it is like to be a single parent, and I take for granted what it is like to be uh, a single parent uh, or what it might be like to have to get your humans together and get people to school and get people fed and still take a shower, make my hair look the way that it does. It is uh, a thing that I just didn't think about, but man, I have, I have appreciation for you and for the way that you conquer all the things, even if it's uh, harder. Uh, Rachel Hollis, she usually sits here, just beneath the crease of my armpit, right next to the way that my mouth turns to her, her left ear always being punctured by the yelling noises that come from my mouth. She is not here today. One more time. She is in San Diego, where she will be speaking at an amazing event that is being thrown by our friend Amy Porterfield. I am excited for Rachel to uh, pour into the human beings that are going to be inside of this room in San Diego. And then I am as excited for her to return to this house at uh, whatever time she's getting back tonight after the sun goes down, so that we can be reunited as a family and get back into our normal every stinking, everyday life. Uh, We are in the middle. Oh, there she goes. She's got a pineapple backpack on. Okay, have a great drive. We'll see you when you come back from school. Yeah, do it. Uh, We are uh, in the middle of a last 90 days challenge. Y'all, we made it to day 17. It is the 17th day of a last 90 days challenge. Who knew that we could make it 17 days? I knew, you knew, you know, hopefully if you were doing this challenge with 100% certainty that you are going to absolutely kill, thrive, make it strong through the balance of this challenge. Uh, We are turning into the second weekend, the third weekend. I don't remember what weekend it is, but we have to, we have to. Make sure that we are charging strong into the weekend. It's Thursday, so we've got a little bit more time to go. Uh, We're talking about a theme this week of quitting, uh, quitting on yourself. And uh, I wanted, uh, for no other reason than to make you fawn over the cuteness that is my daughter, but I wanted uh, Rachel, I wanted Noah to uh, come up and let us do that affirmation because one of the things that I um, can tell you about how to engineer a life, a a way of living every single day that will keep you from quitting on yourself is how you front load your mind for your belief in yourself. And the things that we do with this baby, this daughter, this now full grown human in a two-year-old's body, Noah Hollis, we are engineering for her the mentality, the mindset, to think differently about even considering quitting because she will just be so confident and secure and, and affirmed in who she is and what she is capable of that the notion of quitting will never even enter her mind. As you continue to go through this challenge, you need to do that same kind of affirmation work on yourself so that you for sure without doubt have convinced yourself in the consciousness that sometimes lives outside of you even knowing it exists, that you can do this, that you are going to kill it, that you are capable, that you are going to be a person who can conquer this challenge and that for nothing else, you're not going to be a person who's going to quit on this thing. Uh, We have as an episode on the Rise Together podcast this week, uh, it came out today, a conversation that we had with friends Uh, one of whom we met actually in the midst of climbing the mountain when we went and climbed our 29029. We were Everesting, as it's called, and uh, we met uh, one of the couple that we ultimately had on the podcast this morning where he was, uh, as we were climbing, representing his story of having been married and having lost his partner, she passed away and he became a widow. And then having become a widow, he had to navigate through what to do with two small kids and the rest of his life, knowing that he was reached, he was, you know, he was, his world was rug pull changed from what he thought it was going to be to what it ended up becoming. And he ended up meeting his wife, Brittany, in like a, a work that they were doing to try and pour love into Widows and widowers, and she, his uh, so Daniel had uh, had his wife and ultimately lost her. She, Brittany, had her husband, and she, unfortunately, with two very young kids, also lost him. And so they came together in the aftermath of personal tragedy in trying to do some work for people who had lost their partners to talk about how to not quit, to not. Have the things that will inevitably show up in life that are unimaginable have you deciding that your story is ending because of those unforeseen things. But instead, um, they were doing work to try and pour into other people who'd lost partners and ended up falling in love and ended up deciding that their story would continue as they got married and had a blended family. And we're still processing this crazy and amazing and beautiful thing of holding how you you know, can have mourning and loss and grief and hope and love and a future and and those things, they can coexist. They're hard. It doesn't mean it's easy. There are already dynamics in a blended family that would otherwise be difficult. But when you add the dynamic of loss and grief and everything else, um, their story is amazing. And I, I really want to encourage you to listen to it. But part of why I bring it up today is there are inevitably going to be things that are gonna happen in the balance of this 90 days. Hopefully, God, please, hopefully, they won't be on the scale of what Daniel Brittany ended up having to go through and having lost a partner, but you're gonna have unexpected things show up, and the way that you have prepared yourself for your resilience, for your willingness, ability to persevere through whatever it is that shows up in your life, that's going to determine how much you are able to persevere and be resilient through those things. But also, it's going to take deciding on the days when it feels like the world is completely against you to actually get your get your perseverance and your resilience vest on and just decide, even though you don't want to, that you are going to continue to show up for your life. Even when you have every excuse in the book, to just absolutely push through and, and just show up because man, I, uh, I, like anybody else, I have days where I do not feel like doing this work. I don't feel like being uh, a leader sometimes that my teens deserve or the father that my kids deserve or the husband that my wife deserves and I have to just decide to do it anyway. There are plenty of days in this challenge where this Fire to Thrive that we're talking about ends up being some stuff sometimes that I am not that interested in because motivation has been a thing that challenges me and being challenged by motivation is not a reason to not pursue the things that we've suggested we're out to chase. Gotta just go do it anyway. And the more that you can prepare yourself mentally for your ability to be resilient, your ability to be disciplined, your ability to do all of these things, and the choice that you make when life ends up throwing you a curveball that you do not expect, your willingness and decision to just do it even though it's hard, is the difference between you being exceptional and the people that basically have settled for mediocrity in their life, who've decided to let the excuses, that by the way, they're super justified in having, the people that have decided to cling to their excuses as the reason why they will never chase the things that other people chase, That's the difference between you and them. They're going to stay stuck if they can't get past the reality that sometimes life's going to show up and do things that we don't like. And we have to decide to say, come at me, bro. We are going to continue to persevere and reach for an exceptional life, even on the days when it's hard. Because it's going to get hard. That's just the way life is. Don't be deterred by the fact that life is hard. And don't start telling you a story that life is as, you know, more hard for you. Life is hard for all of us, and sometimes we go into these hard seasons because it is exactly what we need to prepare us for the kind of impact that we can inevitably have. It's the kind of thing that is getting us, the iron is is getting heated up in the fire so that it can be shaped into the thing that we inevitably are going to be able to unleash once we get through it. We have to just change the way we think about it. So anyway, it's a fantastic episode. It's a hard episode. um, But more than anything, it's a part of this series that we've been doing, which is rising together with people who have had a different life experience in the hopes that if we can be exposed to their having had this different experience, it might suggest that we can learn from having opened our minds and our hearts to what it might have been like to walk through their journey. And in doing so, maybe it softens the edges of our hearts. Maybe it helps us have a little bit of empathy for people who have lost others. Maybe it reduces some of the taboo that may exist around death or being a widow or whatever it might be. Uh, I really encourage you to take a listen. And if you like it, please share it with uh, with other people. I thought today I would spend just a second. I know we started late, so we're going to go a little long. I hope that your morning meetings aren't totally ruined by my having shown up late. Copy. I thought I'd just take two seconds, not two seconds, a couple minutes, to talk about one dimension of quitting that we have not yet talked about. And that is, there are times in your life where quitting something that you had previously convinced yourself was a like requirement in your life is the thing that liberates you and opens up the possibility of everything that you actually need. And I'm, uh, in this instance, talking about my experience in having In my adult life, in my professional journey, I built a career around a set of criteria that I believed with 100% certainty was exactly what I needed, what my family needed. I was successful against every measure of the outside world. And in that success, found myself stumbling into a place where I was not being tested, I was not being used, the talents that I have were not required to succeed, and in the absence of being pushed, I found myself in a place that led me to getting stuck. It's not an excuse. I I made the choices that I made, the things that I did, but I inevitably, because of having been in a work environment that did not push me, that did not challenge me, I I moved away from having had for years and years and years growth because of having always been thrown into something new. And in the absence of growth, I could not be fulfilled. And it required me to make a decision around the idea of quitting. I had to quit something that everyone else, that society, that my parents, that my uh, identity, that everything that I knew said, do not quit, don't do this, You, you should not quit this. And I had to make a decision to quit something because I needed to pursue fulfillment and growth and a challenge that was unconventional against the criteria of society. And man, has it been an amazing thing. I worked in entertainment for about 25 years before I came to the uh, glorious studios of the Start Today Morning Show. Before we moved to Texas in June of last year, for 25 years, I worked in entertainment. I started at Fox. I worked in research, then in publicity. I went to an agency where I worked as a person who managed talent. On my talent roster, it was Melissa Joan Hart, who was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I had Ricky Lake. I worked with a guy named Roger Lodge. I had a sports client in Sports Illustrated. I moved from there into grassroots marketing. I took Axe on the road. I took Destiny's Child on a mall tour when they were releasing their first album and we could barely get 500 people to show up into a mall. I ended up then working at the Walt Disney Company and for 17 years I had what was for the most part the career of a dream of, of dreams. And for the first 10 years of my time at the Walt Disney Company I had 10 different jobs. I had 11 bosses and 10 jobs in the first 10 years of my being there. Not conventional But man, as a person who likes to be challenged, as a person who likes to be thrown into a new environment and tested to see if the skills that I have are applicable for the work, whoo, it was an amazing thing. And then I got an opportunity that was way bigger than my resume would have suggested. I was asked if I would lead the sales organization for the movie studio at the Walt Disney Company. Talk about a blessing, holy cow. I was drinking out of a fire hydrant. I did not have the skills, but I did have the benefit of people who believed in me more than I believed in myself. I had people who surrounded me, the great, literally the greatest teams in the entire world. I had the, the leadership of the team creating support for me. I had the benefit of the greatest filmmakers and storytellers. I had all of these things, it was amazing. And at the beginning of that journey, the huge learning curve that existed, it was exactly what I needed. Because man, I was out to show that I could do this job and I was learning and it was testing me and it was playing against some of my insecurity of being found out for not having the qualifications and I worked hard and I did. And after about three years of that learning curve, after the Walt Disney Company had acquired Pixar and then acquired Marvel Studios, I got the hang of my job. I started it, I, I started not having to work as hard to prepare for meetings with filmmakers or with our executive leadership or with the people at Pixar at, at Marvel Studios. I just I, not because I not because I was so great, but because I had the hang of it. I had the benefit of just an unbelievable, unbelievably strong team. And as then the years continued to go by, when the Walt Disney Company acquired Lucasfilm, which is the Star Wars franchise, they now had Disney, Disney Animation, Pixar, Marvel Studios, all the Avengers movies, and now all the Star Wars movies. And so what was a thing that I was struggling to learn and having to try and negotiate with movie theaters was hard turned into something that with all of that unbelievable content, literally the greatest brands in the history of time, with the greatest teams in the history of time, with the most support in the history of time, I did not have to try as hard to do well. We ended up having the greatest year in the history of the movie business and had nine of the 10 biggest opening movies of all time when I left my job. But because it didn't require me to work as hard, because frankly, anyone of you that's watching would do pretty well selling Star Wars or Avengers movies to movie theaters. They need those movies and those movies are extraordinary. But because in my journey, so many of the challenges that had been afforded to me were engineered by other people as opposed to me pushing myself into new environments, when they, the organization, human resources, the vision of how I might be able to add value to the company, didn't have me moving faster, I became a person who didn't have to use as much of what talent I was given to do well at my job. And that meant I stopped growing. And so I got stuck because this connection that exists between growth and fulfillment is the strongest connection that exists in, in how you feel satisfied as a human. And if you aren't currently in a position where you feel like you are being challenged, where you're outside of your comfort zone on a regular basis, where you are being put in scenarios where you can fail so that you will fail, so that in failing, you will learn from the experiences and grow then you will not grow. And I frankly, and again, not because of how great I was, because of how great these teams were and how great these films were and how much support I got from the executive leadership team, I was in a position where I could not fail. And the absence of the possibility of failure meant that I could not grow. And so I had a choice. Did I wanna continue to feel stuck, continue to descend into a version of myself that wasn't ideal for me, that wasn't ideal for how I was showing up for Rachel and for our kids? even though it was what society said was great, even though it afforded our family something from a compensation perspective, even though there was status and I felt need about the things I got access to, or was I gonna leave a thing that nobody would leave for the opportunity to chase manufacturing a state of discomfort that would produce growth? And I had to quit. And I had to quit because there was, I I could wait for someone else to disrupt my life Or I could disrupt my life by quitting a thing that other people don't quit so that I could pursue something that might actually be more about impact than it was about compensation, more about fulfillment than it was about provision. And those decisions, as impossible at the time as they were, have been the greatest and most important of my entire life. There will be a time, and we're already frankly kind of there, and I didn't think I would ever hit this place where I talk about my life and legacy as the things that happened after I left entertainment. And I thought for all of my time and working in entertainment that the only thing I'd ever talk about at the end of my career were the 25 years of time that I spent in it. If you are in a spot, if you are in a place where you are struggling with a sense of fulfillment, that you're struggling for not feeling like you're growing, that you are not currently being pushed outside of the harbor, so that you are forced to survive the waves that are there to actually make you grow, you may need to ask a different set of questions. Because as much as it was hard, and trust me, we are having the best year of our lives, I am having the best year of my life in real time, and I am also having the hardest year of my life in real time. And here's the interesting thing, because I thought for so long as I clung to certainty and manufactured things inside of my career that were organized around the idea of certainty, hard is the way to actually having the best, right? Like it's turned out and it's changed the way that I've thought about things. Me pursuing something that was disruptive and uncomfortable and jarring to my identity was the thing that I actually needed to have happen to unlock all of the things that I had been previously hoping for but couldn't find in an environment that was docked at the harbor. You know, I got my tattoo, I think you've seen this before, a ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. i got this tattoo as a reminder to myself on an every single day basis that I need to pursue the kind of growth that comes in the waters that live outside of the harbor that I previously had given the highest priority to. I thought that by playing it safer and doing things that were more conventional and having things that made sense to society or my mom or the world, that that that, that was going to be the way that I could be happy. And that if I just, that if I just were able to maintain some certainty, if I could just be predictable in what was going to happen in my life, that then I'd be okay. And I got this at the beginning of this journey because I needed to have a reminder every day that one, I got to push myself away from the dock. I need to go outside of the harbor in part because that's the only place that growth happens but also because i was built for this a ship is safe in harbor but that's not what ships are built for i got this tattoo as a reminder that i am on the days when i have doubt on the days when it's disruptive and it feels hard built for this and that there you know like there's a life that i could have otherwise lived that would have, against every measure of traditional society, been thought of as wildly, unbelievably successful. And I would have, because of not having been needed to use the potential, the gifts, the skills, the talents that I have in my life, been unhappy. I would have been unfulfilled. I would not have been fully using the things that make me this made for more human being, and I know that I can do more now that I am outside of this comfort zone and away from that dock than if I had stayed. So I don't know who needs to hear this today, but if you are feeling a sense of unfulfillment, if you are not in a position to grow, In a week where we're talking about quitting, what are the things that are currently anchoring you to the security and safety of certainty that are coming at the expense of your growth? What are the things that if you were to quit them, it could be a relationship, it could be an identity that you've assumed for yourself, it could be the way that you think that you need to be as dictated by the way that gender roles are put on people from societal standpoint, it could be whatever. But if you were to, move away from and quit the way that you feel attached to or anchored to or tied to the dock, what might it mean for the way that you are able to fully experience the disruption that creates challenge and that challenge that creates growth and that growth that creates fulfillment? If you want to be fulfilled, you may, mean, may need to quit something. You may need to quit the way that you are staying connected to certainty. It will be uncomfortable. It will be disruptive. It will challenge your identity. And it is potentially the thing that you need if you are interested in feeling the the way that you want to feel. So anyway, don't do anything drastic either. I want you to think about these things. I want to plant this seed on you, though, because it it took me a couple of years of time to really sit with... What might it mean for me to make decisions that make sense to me and my needs to be fulfilled that do not make sense to everybody else? And I, I tell you, like, like the difference in having made this life change is everything. My entire life is fundamentally and will forever be different because of having decided to do something that was unconventional, that made me uncomfortable, that challenges me every day, that triggers me every day, that requires better habits to stay on track every day, that has, but all of those things, forget it, they're great. I'm gonna come back to what we started with, the affirmations that we started with at the beginning of this episode, with Noah Hollis talking about that she's smart, and she's strong, and she's brave, and she can do anything, and she loves herself, it's the same kind of affirmation that I have to say into the mirror every single day while I hold up my tattoo to remind me that a ship in harbor is safe but that it's not what ships are built for. And that even though the things that I'm choosing to do as I chase impact are uncomfortable, I am built for that discomfort, and that discomfort is going to be the thing that actually allows me to do everything that I am meant to do on this planet. Y'all, it's Thursday. It is Thursday on the Start Today Morning Show and I am here for it. I want everyone here to have a fantastic Thursday. Go chase all the things and uh, we will be back tomorrow. And when I say we, Ray Ray Hollis is gonna be back. Can you, I mean, can you wait? I cannot wait for Ray Ray Hollis to be back Uh, You get to choose today how you look at the way that life is coming at you. We start every single day in this Start Today journal practice of grounding ourselves in gratitude. If you go into this day, every single day, and you are looking for the things that you can be grateful for, even on the day when life gets hard, you will find those things. You find what you're looking for. Go out and look for the good in your life and then be that good for other people. We will see you tomorrow on the Start Today Morning Show. Have a fantastic Thursday. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouch and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die.